It is a privilege to be getting to know someone brand new. This is the nice thing about the show, about music. There's so many people in South Africa making incredible music. But we, uh, one bit of it is your voice and what you can do musically in a studio. The other bit is getting to know the person behind the voice because that is very, very important. Mm. So today we're getting to know Aiden Walls. Hello, Aiden. How are you doing? Hey, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on your show. You sound surprised that it's great. I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) Aiden, where do you live? I live in George, uh, in the Western, I have to say Western Cape, because some people are still not 100% sure where George is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not sure if they know exactly (laughs) on which side of this country. It's not that important. What's important is you so close to the beach. You know, our Hateng people are (laughs) so jealous of everyone who's so close to the beach. How far from the beach do you live? Um, About 15 minutes. You see? Now, right there. Not even. (laughs) Yeah, not walking distance. I actually grew up walking distance from the beach. It was incredible. Uh, so for yes. me, George is actually far from the beach. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. So besides the music, what do you do for a living? Um, I am a content creator. Um, yeah. So I create um, videos and photos for, for people's businesses. But that's a very creative thing. I'm sure you're never bored. No, I am never bored, and yet I still have to constantly look for things to keep my creative brain occupied. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm sure it's a very competitive field. There's many, many people who um, who specifically um, focus on social media and, and the stuff that you get out there. But if you're good, you're good, and if you're not, you're not. Exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a, a market of um, a very much a meritocracy. Whoever is the best wins kind of thing, you know, so <laughs> uh, I have to keep on my toes and k- keep on the cutting edge. So it, it is, I mean, it's George, it's a small town, so it's not, it's not super cutthroat, but um, yeah, there is some pretty steep competition. But the thing is in, in a line like that, you don't really have limitation of I'm not in Joburg or I'm not there where everyone is. If, if you, if you have a reputation, if you're doing great work, People will come to you, doesn't matter where in the world they are, isn't it? That is kind of true. Um, I have found over the years being in the location, like because we deal with small businesses, small businesses want to see you face to face, you know. So um, it it does sometimes get tricky. But but yes, technically, you you can work. (laughs) I know a lot of my, my colleagues work remotely. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I understand the, the mm. small town thing, but I would have thought with Corona, yes. you know, pandemic worldwide, that everybody would have gone internet, even meetings, that these days people don't actually want to see you anymore. Yes, there, there were a lot of positive changes, but funny enough, they didn't really impact my industry. A lot of smaller businesses just reverted back to carrying on the old way. Like, you know, with you and me now talking over Zoom, this has become very much the norm for a lot of guys and especially con- creating content like we are right now. Um, using Zoom has become more the norm, but uh, for creating video and photos and all that kind of thing and, and specifically to market businesses, um, I- I've actually found that most of them, I mean, a lot of them went back to using newspapers and all that kind of thing. Really? They went back to the old way very, okay. very quickly. Yes. George is quite conservative, so maybe it is just the environment that I'm in. Maybe sort of places like Cape Town are a bit different, but that's my experience, yeah. And also, you've got a gorgeous place to work with. I'm sure you've got lots of hooks and crannies in George. It's just that beautiful that you can create beautiful content. Definitely, yeah. I mean, we we get 
really wonderful opportunities. You know, um, like I've got one client who, because God, uh, George is very big on gardens. And so my one restaurant client has got this beautiful garden. And I actually take other clients there to take photos just because there's just such beautiful spaces here. It's really, we really are blessed here. But it's not everyone who can take a photo. I mean, I love taking photos but besides the fact that mine blurs that thing about being able to see something and the composition Mm. and and all of that was that something that you had to study to be good at it or was it something that you just had from birth um you know what i'm finding more and more uh because i'm very much getting into the the video content creation side um and then having gone gone back into um making um songs for my music lately there's such a strong crossover in every single creative field, especially everyone has to use digital platforms to create their, their media. Um, and so, so no, I, I haven't really studied anything. My, the lady who works for me has done a, a digital marketing course. But um, in terms of the creating the content, I'm, I'm finding the principles stay the same throughout each creative endeavor. Um, you just got to apply them a little bit differently, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, we're in the past, like we're in radio, but it's the same with the music. (laughs) We're in the past, you had to create audio that was amazing. These days, Mm -hmm. everything has changed to visual. So even if you're in an audio field, you you can't just make the song anymore. You've got to make the video with it. It's like the world has gone visual and demands it. Yeah, well, it's, it's even gone to the next step now where, you know, you can't just create something now. It has to play the game, if that makes any sense. Like even something, you know, we're going to talk about my song just now, but even something as sort of heartfelt and meaningful as writing a worship song, you've got to figure out a way to make it interesting that people will actually even click on it and and, and even listen to you, you know, or look at you or, or whatever. So I've been doing a lot of research into viral videos and what makes things go viral because even for my clients, um, to get them attention, um, that's where the, that's where the, not sort of the money is, but that's where you're going to make the difference is where you can get people to actually just click. And that's the, that's the difficulty. Yeah, the challenge. Because at the end of the day, that determines whether it's going to be effective or not. It doesn't matter how great your song is. If people didn't click on it immediately, that means even before the video starts playing, I mean, they, they first have to get through the ad yeah. on YouTube <laughs> to get to your video. Mm-hmm. So something has got to uh, attract your attention even before you started saying something. So what have you learned so far? Like lots of people listening now in ministry, they've got to make <laughs> videos. Tell me something yes. that I can learn that can help me communicate better if I've got the gospel to communicate. Cool. Yeah. Well, the, the first thing is, you know, when I've been doing research, there's the dark side where even when I was researching how to get exposure for my worship song is um, you can very quickly get sucked into the negativity. You know, the YouTube's flooded with videos about how evil the Christian music industry is. And, and, and that all stems from people being upset because nobody listened to their song, really, you know, mm, yeah. <laughs> or made a YouTube video and, and nobody watched the YouTube video. Um, so that the, I think the first step for me was to dig myself out of all of that negative rhetoric because it's just going to stop you from doing anything, you know? Yeah. And, uh, the, 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 the second, I mean, it, it's a whole, 
um, sort of, I, I wrote a whole big document on it. I, I did a, I studied a chap called Mr. Beast and a whole lot of guys that went viral on, on YouTube. Um, but I, 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 this, I was actually going to do a bit of a video on this specific thing is the, the core of it is your idea. So if, so whatever you decide to do, let's say I need to now come up with a clever idea for this specific worship song to, to get people to click on it and, and to actually end up listening to the, 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 the track on Spotify. And so that core idea that I come up with for that video, whether it is me, I don't know, doing something interesting like hitting and banging things in my office to make a song and it ends up being the worship song and then I sing to all those funny sounds, whatever I decide to do to make it interesting and watchable, that core idea is what's going to carry you. So I think if anyone is trying to make content, they need to spend, I would say, 80% of their time with people use the word ideation, like developing the idea. Mm. Uh, because that's, uh, it, you know, you can play the game. You can put in the tags and you can do a clickable thumbnail or you can, you know, like I've done, sent the song to hundreds of radio stations. Um, but if your core idea is bad, um, that's you, it's not going to carry through because people click on it, go, oh, but this is rubbish, and click off, you know. And if they've done it once, I mean, if, if you've got a name, it's, and, and I see that as well, they are artists I recognize that I'm not going to – I don't even want to go listen to your stuff because I know what I, can, what I can expect. And also this predictability yes. thing. It was so funny after um, – mm -hmm. was it Beth Alloway was – Who's that woman? The one that always laughs. Oh uh, yeah, uh, good Jesus culture. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kim. Um, I can't. Why yes. can't I think of her name at this moment? I'm also blanking on it now. But after that, so here comes one lady, and she makes it. She's got this this amazing voice and everything, but she laughs in her videos, and then or, or just like yeah. this Holy Spirit moment kind of thing and you feel like she's got the joy of the Lord and it was so weird how many videos after that and worship songs after that people were copying that and or a style uh, of music yeah. like when Vineyard <laughs> came out people sounded like uh, or people copied the Vineyard sound when it was Integrity they yeah. did the Integrity sound then the Bethel and then the um, <laughs> you, you know yeah. now it's Maverick City music, and then everybody has got this I've uh, got a lot of people and a lot of comments in it in between it to find something that's actually yeah. unique, that is, that is hard. And it shouldn't be that hard if we yeah. serve a God whose mercies are new every morning, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. I, I haven't really thought of it that way in terms – because my, my, my sort of belief on that is that – because now, for instance, um, I'm trying to grow my YouTube channel and I went through a patch of just putting out whatever. And the problem with that is of just putting out whatever is – uh, people aren't going to trust your brand anymore. You know, I, we, I mean, we're talking now about actually developing that presenta presentation of, of your brand. And I suppose it kind of plays into that is like, we, you, you, I, I don't really know. I, I don't know how to be unique, but I, I think like you say, just, just to rest that, you know, that now we're getting super like into the sort of spiritual side of it, but, to, to rest in who you are rather than constantly trying to be someone else, you know? Yeah. Um, but, it, but it's hard. I mean, it's a, I suppose it's a fine line sometimes because in terms of from the business side, you want to also sort of play the game and be 
listenable. And that's why so many people end up just sounding like Hillsong because they are, you know, still the biggest and most popular, but you've also got to just be you, you know. I'm just thinking someone who does something unique, if you are yes. a new, if there's a new thing, I mean, there was a time when there wasn't a Hillsong, you know, and and there wasn't mm-hmm. a revelation music or whatever the the, the sound is a bit, yeah. and and before that people sounded another way. So what they did, yeah. you know, they weren't <laughs> yeah. for you to start something new is a risk because you got to do something or find yeah. something. Yeah. Um. So what do you think? Maybe we're not waiting on God or or playing <laughs> enough or because uh, um, I always wonder where people get the new ideas. Mm. Where does the world yeah. get the new ideas? Because before Ed Sheeran did his thing, there wasn't an Ed Sheeran. So that so there has to be something <laughs> yeah. that God puts in us that is unique. Otherwise, he does the same thing over and over again, and that's exactly who he's not. So I'm asking myself, why yeah. do we have to copy people when when we serve God? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, eh? Because you you get these sort of geniuses in in time, like you mentioned, like Ed Sheeran. I'm a bit of a fan, and you know, you get people like that. That especially when you when you just see the person kind of just break out, like oh, what's her name? <laughs> I forget her name. We're, we're not on the names from, today, are we? <laughs> from, you no, know, no, from from Jesus culture, like she was a an anomaly that just broke out, and she was different, and she was fresh, but. J- just, I'm sure she had exactly the same and uh, with Edge because I followed Edge Sheeran before he was very, very famous. And that guy worked his bum off for years. Yeah, I know. From, from yeah. when he was very, very young and he was working up, I, I can't remember the statistics, but he was, it was almost like a gig every night, you know. And um, I, I don't know. I, I think there's this, uh, maybe we're just talking about something that's that's very difficult to define, but mm. um, got it. I, I think it's a it's a mixture of just being yourself, like just you know this is who I am. This is the thing that I'm doing, and then the hard work of just doing it every day. And I, I think that's the struggle is because people, I mean myself included, um, you know this this um, the song that I've released. It's the first actual worship track i've released in i mean i've i haven't released a song in about 20 years um and so you know it's that consistency of of just pushing through on your unique ability and talent and keeping going yeah but then there's the flip side of there's the flip side of the coin where you know i see some people and i think to myself they really need to get a day job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. No, in the music kind of industry. They're a dead horse as well, you know. Yeah. True. Hey, just for the yeah. record, for both of us so we can sleep tonight, it's Kim Walker-Smith. <laughs> there we go. It's Kim oh, Walker-Smith. Yeah. Ta-da. You know, everyone was listening now and they were saying, Kim Walker-Smith, Kim Walker-Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and these two oh useless people can't yes. remember this famous name. But uh, yeah, <laughs> she also had a very unique voice. Um, that that does help yes, to have something. something. Doesn't matter what you were singing. Yeah, if you have a voice like that one, you're going to be heard as well. But the other thing, obviously, if we yeah. were talking now about being inspired by God, is knowing God. So I am curious about how you got mm. to know Him in the first place. Oh, true. There's um, how old am I now? I'm 42. So my my story is long. <laughs> okay, condense it for but, me. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Okay. So, I mean, the just kind of meeting God and all that kind of thing. Um, 
It's interesting because uh, I had this memory that I, I kind of forgot the other day of of just having an like a full on encounter with Jesus in my bedroom as a kid before I'd even given my life to the Lord. Um, so I grew up in a, a, a New Apostolic Church. So I don't know if anyone knows about the New Apostolic Church, but it's not your, um, how would I say, some of the theology is a little bit interesting. And um, so <laughs> yeah. I grew up in that lovely community and lovely family community and all that sort of thing. But then uh, a friend of mine from school invited us to the Alpha course and there was free food. So obviously as a teenager, I thought that was wonderful. <laughs> and uh, by, by the end of the Alpha course, I just, I just gave my life to Jesus. I was like completely just opened up to the gospel and, and to everything. And, and I, I, clearly God was doing something in my life because I remember prior to that, just having this very, I mean, the, the, this is around the time of, um, so it was 1996, 1998, around there. Uh, when did I get my life to Lord? 1996. So uh, it's around that time. And that's also around the time of, you know, Toronto blessing and all those things. And uh, I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but I just remember just falling down in my bedroom, like not even knowing really what was going on yeah. or fully knowing God and all this. Stuff. So that, that, that's my experience, just this radical, very intense encounter with God. Yeah. And then how does your life change now? Because obviously if you know about him, you know what the right thing is to do. You're not too good, not too bad, you know, the general Christian out there. And then when you, when you really encounter him, um, then life goes on how differently after that? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it, it is interesting because now we are, um, well, it's 96, so it's many, many years ago. And um, I think the, 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 ch the church is in a diff very different place now. Um, and the, it's, a, it's an interesting time to be a Christian. And, and a lot of things are, I, I suppose, confusing <laughs> and all that kind of thing. And well the, the place I'm at as a, as a, like a, older believer I must stop saying old I'm only 40 but still yeah um, like how do I put this a lot of my peers have they, they I've, I've had some people say to me they don't believe in Jesus anymore or disillusioned um, you know you get yeah or they'll say to me as long as I'm a good person this that and the next thing um, and um my my thing at the moment, my sort of revelation that I'm hanging on to is that, you know, we don't throw the baby out of the bathwater, you know, um, because, a lot, you know, a lot of my friends and everything are, have, are, aren't feeling that they aren't feeling it anymore, you know, and um, I just I, I don't think God lets us go even when we let him go. You know, mm. and uh, I, I think the, uh, the, the I, I don't know if it's this, I must just get my mind onto the song, but um, it might be a song that I'm busy working on. But just the concept of no matter what crumbles around us, there's still just that strong foundation under our feet, even if we, because our, our, our minds don't always think it, but it's always there, you know, and, and I, I, I think. Um, I was always confused as a young person singing these songs about um, God, you are faithful. And 
And as I got older, it confused me even more because, you know, things happen in life and struggles happen. Mm. Um, we've gone through some really hard times. And then you think, is God really faithful? Because, I mean, you know, all this rubbish has happened in my life and it, it didn't seem to help us, you know. And uh, my understanding of that and my path through that has been that he's, he's always the same and he's always going to be there for us. And he is always there to guide us and to give us wisdom and to fill us with his spirits and to, to show us the way and, and to renew our minds and to, to you know, mm. and, um, and I think sometimes our, our faith is built on um, what God is going to do for us and fix for us and all that kind of thing. And, you know, there's a debate for that because obviously, you know, we want to see miracles and we want to see all that kind of thing. But um, no matter what I do or say or go through, just the knowledge of just the presence and foundation of Jesus is still there, you know. Yeah, I'm just thinking, what does God say to the martyrs beneath his throne? <laughs> or to Paul who had to fast because he didn't have food. Then you think to yourself, yeah. that's the same God who says he is faithful. Exactly. And the same God who yeah. loves and accomplishes so much through suffering in a Christian's life. Yeah. And we still want to yeah. define blessing as his faithfulness. Um, and blessing yes, is in exactly. changing things yeah. for our good. My will be done, not his will. Yeah. Be done. Especially if his will is yeah. not the lack of part of Christianity. We've got to get you a song. Yeah. Sing hallelujah. Tell me okay. about the song. We're going to listen yes. to the song, but I want to hear what you want me to hear. Um, let's think about the song. So it's Sing Hallelujah. It starts with uh, There is a Kingdom That We Know. Um, so the, the song is very much about um, how... God's kingdom, it's, it's, it's built on what I was just talking about, you know, that, that firm foundation of Jesus. And uh, there is a kingdom that we know coming to the earth as we sing. Just that consistency that just as we carry on praising and believing and all that, the kingdom is being built. But I, I don't know if I quite express it here, but uh, that, that's where the core of the song it comes from, from our hearts. It's just no matter what we do or say, no matter how we fail or succeed, God will build his kingdom, you know, and that's, and that's where the sing hallelujah comes from because we just, we just praise him because he's just consistent and faithful. You know? mm. Okay. Yeah. If people want to follow your ministry, if they want to connect with you or uh -huh. all your socials, where do they go to? Um, socials. Um, it's all Aiden Wall. So A-D-I-N for Nelly, W-A-L-L-S for sugar. So Aiden Wall. So uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I think my Facebook is Aiden Wall's page. And, um, yeah, and then they can follow me there. And then if they want to find the Spotify or Apple Music, whatever, just search Aiden Walls, it will come up. 